0: Business 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. A service of Salem Media Group. Stream on the go with the free Business 1440 mobile app.
2: With SRN News, I'm Bob New in Washington. President Trump is calling Senator John McCain's opposition to the latest GOP replacement repeal bill for Obamacare. a sad, a horrible day, he says, for the Republican Party. Linda Kenyon has more on McCain's decision.
3: Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell had said he intends to hold a vote on the GOP bill next week. But Senator John McCain's announcement throws those plans into doubt. In a statement, Senator McCain says he takes no pleasure in opposing the bill, but he says there are what he terms no reliable answers to questions about how much the bill will cost, how many people will be covered by it, and how it will affect insurance premiums.
2: That is correspondent Linda Kenyon reporting from Capitol Hill. China says it will limit oil supplies to North Korea, stepping up pressure on Pyongyang over its pursuit of nuclear and missile technology. On Wall Street Friday, the Dow lost 10 points at 22,350.
0: This is SRN News. Past attenders, when asked about Scott Black's leadership awakening, just smile, shake their head and say, I can't explain it, but it changed my life. Mr. Black from Like It Matters has released two half-off vouchers for his Leadership Awakening in Minneapolis, St. Louis, or Dallas. Leadership Awakening is regularly $2,000, but now with the special offer, it's half price—just just $1,000. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and click on Deals. Leadership Awakening doesn't take applicants, only commitment.
1: Tune in to this week's Money Matters with Alan Mike, as they'll be discussing a topic that's critical to your success in retirement. Planning for and managing the cost of health care. This cost will take a big bite out of your retirement funds if you're not careful. Alan Mike will share some solutions and strategies regarding health care cost management in retirement for you. So make sure you listen to Money Matters with Alan Mike, 2 p.m. Sundays on Business 1440, Or call them today with your questions. 855. 855-
3: WNAV Audiovisual, where your meeting is our business.
0: It's the King Banyan Show, where you'll be subjected to the likes of Joan Armitrading, Captain Beefheart, and Janet Yellen on Business
4: 1440.
5: Welcome back, King Banyan Show Business 1440. On a uh, beautiful start to fall, likely to be a warm day today, but probably uh, with some rain to follow too. You know, it's time to get it's time to get to uh, the Fed, but we we're actually not <laughs> we're not playing any Janet Yellen today she had a press conference you could go listen to it, 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 it you're welcome the most the most uh, uh important parts of it actually happened back in June and the most interesting thing about the September conference was how little drama occurred as a result of it the fed actually did a few things on on uh, Wednesday and all on, the only ones that, that were commented on, they didn't raise rates this time and they've started the balance sheet normalization process in the fed statement. All they say actually is in October, the committee will initiate the balance sheet normalization program described in the tw- June, 2017 addendum, you know, to the committee's policy normalization principles and plans. It was a unanimous vote. Yes, even President Kashkari said this was okay. Now, it is very interesting to me what happened at this meeting. So they have started on something that is is unprecedented, but they put out how they were going to do it three months prior to doing it. They've talked about it in the intervening three months, and then the statement just kind of casually says, oh, yeah, that thing we talked about, yeah, we're going to do it. Everything else in the Fed statement was largely about Harvey, Irma, and Maria. Oh, my. Harvey, Irma, Maria. Oh, my. Um, hurricanes Harvey, Irma, and Maria have devastated many communities, inflicting severe hardship. Storm-related disruptions and rebuilding will affect economic activity in the near term, but past experience suggests that the storms are unlikely to materially alter the course of the national economy over the medium term. Higher prices for gasoline and some other items in the aftermath of the hurricanes will likely boost inflation temporarily, but apart from that effect, the but is my addition, apart from that effect inflation on a 12-month basis is expected to remain somewhat below 2% in the near term but to stabilize around the fed's around the committee's 2% objective over the medium term in other words nothing has happened that has dented their view of of what they see of what they see happening they say right now um They write household spending has been expanding at a moderate rate, um, and growth in business fixed investment has picked up in recent quarters. That's true, okay? So to the point I made in the first hour, as I've said, residential investment in housing and its its follow-on employment of construction workers might be peaking, but the Fed says it's gonna, where we're going to see additional growth in the economy is likely to come out of business-fixed investment. Thus, the tax bill that we just discussed is enormously important. Think about this for a moment. Businesses at the beginning of the year were told basically three things. We're going to repeal Obamacare. We're going to do something on trade and we're going we're to cut tax rates. They're not getting anything on Obamacare. Indeed, the, the evidence that we've gathered in our own survey of business people in central Minnesota would, would suggest that two-thirds of businesses expect they're going to pay more for their health care bill for their employees than they paid this year. So there'll be no ch- there's, So that isn't going to happen. What's going on with trade is pretty much anybody's guess. I will note, I will importantly note, that right now, if there's a recession happening anywhere in the world in the next six months, I think it's going to be China. I retweeted a a graph drawn by uh, Professor Steve Hanke from uh, Johns Hopkins University which showed the price of industrial metals dropping like a stone over the last couple of months. These metals prices are often an indicator for, for industrial production. And while it might indicate something happening for our manufacturing, it is almost certainly the case that, that it's a real indicator for China because China consumes much more industrial metal than the U.S. does so prices so basically uh iron ore um steel um copper to some extent, those prices are dropping because the Chinese are not demanding nearly as much i got I gotta go pull that graph back up uh for myself to make sure I remembered it right um, yep copper futures um off five point four percent since the beginning of September. Steel rebar down ten point eight percent. Zinc down three and a half percent. Copper, uh, uh, iron ore futures down eighteen percent since the beginning. Since the beginning of um, of the um, since the beginning of the of the month of September, and we think it is. Uh, and and I do I do agree with uh, Professor Hankey that that I, I I believe I believe it is indeed china that lies at the heart of that price weakness in the industrial in the industrial metals i think that keeps the feds the fed in place okay uh, on the interest rate this time certainly what has been interesting to me has been the, that the fed if anything signaled slightly higher interest rates uh, going forward, both in the short and the long run, than it would have otherwise. Now, understand, and, and because there there are some new listeners every week here on the on the King Banyan Show on Business 1440, I I want to I want to go back and remind you. I use the term quantitative tightening instead of balance sheet normalization. Basically, the Federal Reserve is undoing all of the quantitative easing, not all of it, but some of the quantitative easing that it did in the battle against the Great Recession between 2009 and 2013. When it expanded its portfolio from one or two from one and a half trillion dollars to four and a half trillion dollars. Now, it's not going to go all the way back to one and a half. It can't because because, again, you, you have to think about that what balance sheet normalization means is there are both, the balance sheet means that there's both assets and liabilities. The Federal Reserve is saying we're going to sell off something on our asset side, right? Namely, the Treasury securities. And the, what they're going to do is, as some Treasury securities mature, they're going to reinvest only part of the proceeds and not the rest. So that's going to reduce the asset side. So what has to happen on the liability side? What has to happen is, on the liability side, there has to be a reduction in the amount of excess reserves that banks hold. Well, deposits have expanded, and currency in circulation has expanded quite rapidly so that it can't possibly go back to even 2 trillion. It probably can't go back much to much less than 3 trillion. That money is in the system and it will be there it'll be there for the foreseeable future even after you finish the balance sheet normalization action sometime in 2021. Now that action is supposed to lead to an increase in Long-term rates, and there was this wonderful post um, from, uh, you know, person I'm quite quite uh, uh, interest, keenly interested in reading what he does. And that that is uh, Jim Hamilton from the University of California in San Diego, who blogs at Econ Browser. I posted this this morning at the Pound KBRS Twitter feed, where you, where you can go find it. And what it is is an event study, uh, basically minute by minute data of what happened to the price of of the ten year Treasury bond at the moment that the uh, that the balance sheet normalization was announced. If you look at that particular if you look at that particular piece, what what you see is that is, the short of it is ten year Treasuries went up three basis points. At the moment of the announcement, and and a casual observer would say, "Well, yeah, look the uh, look the impact of the of the large scale asset purchases, quantitative easing, was to push down long term rates. So when you announce quantitative tightening, of course, long term rates should go up." Professor Hamilton says, "But wait." They've been telling you for three months this is going to happen. So now that it is in fact happening, if market participants are at all rational, they should have acted to they they should have behaved in a normal fashion by pushing up interest rates now. They should have gone up on the announcement uh, on the on the June announcement rather than on the September action on the September or October action. This doesn't make any sense. Okay. As, as he says, the reason I was able to post graphs of what the decision meant right after the announcement was I actually prepared for them ahead of time, confident that the announcement was coming. So the catch is to go look at what happens to the Fed funds rate. Which also declined by about three. Which also rose. The expected Fed funds rate also changed by about three basis points. At the very same time, the ten-year did. So it wasn't that the that the yield curve tilted at that moment. It was instead that both short and long-term rates went up at the same time. Why did that happen? Why did that happen? Well, it turns out it was probably because the the Fed funds rate is now expected to be higher in the future than it was before. What triggered that? What triggered people to believe that? It's the dance of the dots again, and we'll, pl- we'll play the dance of the dots right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
3: Never like nobody that's been mean to me. I've got a heart full of stone and I hate the misery. Then you came along into my life, destroying me more, mounting up the toil and strife. But I'm a fool.
6: Are you concerned about not having enough money to pay bills,
4: savings for college, or to secure a comfortable retirement? At Online Trading Academy, learn to trade and invest to make a second income to avoid always having more month than money. We'll teach you to confidently grow and protect your money. Register for our free
6: trading and investing class on your cell phone by hitting pound 250. Just say the keyword OTA or register at learnwithota.com.
0: Message and data rates may apply.
1: Attention, it is illegal to text and drive. So if you're experiencing hair loss and you want a permanent solution, please pull over now because an incredible offer that could give you your hair back is just one text away. Fosley is America's number one hair restoration expert, always pioneering the latest technology. And now we're giving everyone who texts save 22 to 543543 an absolutely free information kit that reveals just how easy and affordable this permanent solution really is don't wait when you text save 22 to 543543 we'll also give you a gift card for $250 off millions of men and women have come to bosley for a permanent solution to hair loss so pull over now and see for yourself how great your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit text save 22 to 543543 Plus, get a free gift card. This amazing offer is just one text away. save 2 Mike
6: Gallagher here for Relief Factor. You might be asking, who should consider ordering Relief Factor? Well, anyone with pain that's keeping them from doing things that bring joy to their life. Maybe taking a long walk, not having the pain, riding a bike, playing golf again without pain, opening a jar or sewing or using a hammer, even rolling out of bed every morning without pain. For me, I had hip replacement. And then I had a little bit of a scooter accident in New York. Left me miserable. Aches and pains until I started taking Relief. Relief Factor. Heard about them on the radio. I started to take Relief Factor, a packet in the morning, a packet in the evening. You know what? I was completely pain-free. I want to prove it to you by you taking the three-week quick start from Relief Factor. It's only $19.95. Do you know 80% of those who take the quick start order again? We know it works. So if your pain isn't worth the price of a cup of coffee a day to lower, then you're not in much pain. If it is worth it, try the three-week quick start. ReliefFactor.com, ReliefFactor.com, or call 800-500-8384, ReliefFactor. You know, cracks in the foundation of your home or business are simply an invitation for long-term problems on your property. Innovative Basement Systems is the premier basement and foundation repair contractor in Minnesota. And they're a disabled, veteran-owned company. The family at Innovative can efficiently solve any remodel or repair project. Save yourself the headaches. Call Innovative Basement Systems today at 651-964-6400. Or on the web, InnovativeOnTheRadio.com. InnovativeOnTheRadio.com for Innovative Basement Systems. Some of you fellows been running after women for years. You don't give your woman a thought, knowing
5: you're welcome back. No tears, King Banyan Show Business, fourteen forty. Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. If you have a question or comment, and if you listen to the show and you are at a place where it's safe to do so, you sometimes want to follow us along on Twitter at pound KBRS. This is one of those moments. What I've done for for our listeners and Twitter followers is to tweet the dot plots that I want to talk about. You go. If you're new to the show, you're going. What's a dot plot and what? If you don't know what Twitter is, then then I just say, you know, go look it up. Uh, that's Okay, go look it up. Twitter.com, it's a, it's pretty cool, and I'm just wondering if I'm going to be the person that has to welcome you to the 21st century or not. Uh, but it's okay. You can go learn if you want. You can do that. But what I really want to talk about are these dot plots. What's a dot plot? At... Four times at four of the eight um, Federal Reserve federal open market committee meetings, there is a request to each participant, meaning the seven governors if there are seven governors, the twelve okay sometimes there's less than seven uh, because of vacancies and the Senate not confirming nominees um, there's um, there are twelve presidents of the twelve district, banks they all get a vote and they get to vote on on, they all get to give opinions on what do they think is going to happen to a variety of variables including um, inflation um, the unemployment rate GDP and what do they think is going to happen to the Fed funds rate okay we paid we we actually uh, pay a lot of attention to the Fed funds rate projections because those projections give us an idea of when the Fed is likely to change interest rates over the medium term. They publish this information, and what I've tweeted out to you are the two most recent reports. They're up on the Fed's website, so if you don't have Twitter or you go, I don't want to bother with that thing, um, I understand. Just go to the Federal Reserve, click on Monetary Policy, and go through the schedule, and look for the thing called projections. Okay, and then and for every meeting where projections are given, and it's four times a year, it also coincides with the four times when uh, Chair Yellen is planning to give a press conference. Those Those will show up there. So at the June meeting we you asked each of the each member both those who vote on FOMC just as a quick refresher of your of your uh, basic economics the Federal Reserve meets 8 times a year they're going to have they're going to vote on monetary policy all 12 governor all 12 presidents of the 12 branch banks of the Federal Reserve will be there but only 5 are going to vote there's always a vote by the by the head of the new york federal reserve they're like the first among equals <clears throat> ostensibly because that's where the system open market desk the, the the desk that actually transacts the policies that FOMC puts out that that's in new york in the federal reserve bank and connected by by a closed uh, computer circuit to about 65 to 70 uh, primary broker dealers around the country, so there, so seven, the seven governors, if all seven governors have been appointed and are serving, uh, the New York Fed president and then four other presidents that serve in a rotation. so that gives you the tip potential for 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 nineteen votes. Now there are two vacancies in the Board of Governors, so there are only seventeen votes happening right now. Uh, 17 people, but there there are now currently 10 votes on an FOMC policy statement. The five, the five sitting governors, the head of the New York Fed, and four other presidents. In June, when they voted, the expectation was that there was going to be about a, there was going to be a, A a rate increase to one and a quarter percent from the current one percent, that there would be one more rate increase. It could happen either in September or December. But the distribution was four said there would be no increase, nine said there would be one increase, and four others said there'd still be two increases. Okay? So that's what they thought then. And then there's a projection for where they'd be at the end of 2018. Currently, it looks like they're going to be somewhere between 2 and 2.5%. And in the long run, they expect to go to a, a 3% Fed funds rate. That was in June. Now comes September, right? Everyone who thought there was going to be two rate increases, three of the four that thought there'd be two rate increases, to get us to a a one-and-a-half to to one-and-three-quarters Fed funds rate. Three of them have slipped into the one-increase camp. The four that don't believe that there should be any increase are still where they are. But now, if you look at the dot plots for later years, there is no clear signal what's going to happen in 2019. In 2018, two to two-and-a-quarter appears to be the median estimate. And that's pretty much unchanged. But 2019's all over the board. And now a majority of, the, of them believe in the long run, the long run Fed funds rate is going to be below 3%. Whereas for many of us 10 years ago, we would have said policy normal, a normal Fed funds rate would have been 4%. It has slowly dropped and another tick happened, another tick happened in this particular set of projections. So this is a very, very interesting thing, right? There's been no budge on the short-term forecast, except for those that thought we might get a rise in both, in both September and December. Obviously, there was a one in September. So everyone now argues and believes that there will be a December rate increase. That is almost certainly in the cards. I predict that, that uh President Kashkari, who will still be voting in December, will be a dissent on that. I don't as I think about as I think about that list of people who will vote, I don't see either uh I don't see any of the others, uh Powell Kaplan um or Harker, I don't see any of them. I don't see I don't see any of them choosing to vote against this. So I believe that that they will have a vote. It'll be nine to one with, unless they get the the other two unless they get the other two governors in. I don't think either of the people who've been named to be governors so far are likely to dissent. Right. So I do think that rate will go up. But what was otherwise interesting was was that this long-term rate is continuing to drop people people are now planning that to so, to sort of say I don't think they're saying that because they've said that the that the uh inflation rate in the long run is still going to hit the 2% target if you're now going to have a majority of the fed say that the long-run fed funds rate is is uh, going to be under 3%, that says then that they believe that the long-run real short-term interest rate is likely to be under 1%. That, to go back to something that that uh, Mark discussed, he'd calling us at 651-289-4477 before, what Mark said is then really makes sense because if you think that interest rates, real interest rates are going to run under 1%, then you're also arguing that productivity rates are likely to remain depressed for this foreseeable future. That translates to a projection for real GDP growth, uh, long-run real GDP growth of less than 2%. Which they indicate they they agree with, and they indicate that they agree that uh, in the long run the unemployment rate will be between between four point between four point four and five percent. They this is this has been somewhat consistent. They did not change the median forecast in any of those areas. Okay, but if you look at the range of people who are giving you estimates of what the long run looks like for 2020 and beyond. Inflation, around 2%, real GDP growth in that one5 to 2% range. So the Fed is, is arguing for new normal, right, slow growth for the foreseeable future, and is creating monetary policy to aim at a long-term interest rate. That is much lower than it was historically. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
1: IRS doesn't mess around. If they want your money, they'll take it. They can take your paycheck and bank accounts, too. Even threaten your home or business. And it's about to get worse. The IRS just hired an army of new tax enforcers. So, if you owe back taxes, the smartest thing you can do is call Optima Tax Relief. Optima has access to a special IRS tax assistance program called the Fresh Start Initiative. And their clients that qualify are saving thousands, even tens of thousands. One call starts the process to stop the demand letters, stop aggressive collection actions, and stop that army of new enforcers from targeting you. But don't delay. It's important to act now while you still have options. Optima is A-rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima has already resolved over a half billion dollars of tax debt for their clients. Get your life back. Call now for your free consultation.
6: Call 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. 800-711-5743. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com.
2: I'm sure that every one of you understands the importance of oral care to your overall health. There's no denying the connection. I'm also sure that many of you have a sensitive mouth or sensitive gums or painful canker sores or sadly, maybe even chemo sores from cancer treatment. What you may not know is that your mouthwash, especially if it's one of the brands that burns, may be making things worse. You should try non-irritating, alcohol-free, closest oral rinse. That's C-L-O-S-Y-S closest is like first aid for your mouth it's as gentle as water but it helps relieve common but uncomfortable even painful issues in your mouth unlike other mouthwashes closest is also pH balanced which eliminates the burn and irritation try closest oral rinse for sensitive mouth gums and canker sores for pain free oral care that's C-L-O-S-Y-S closest learn more about the gentle effective oral rinse at closest.com or get closest today at Walgreens CBS Health and
1: Walmart. There are lots of reasons why you should get life insurance. Here are two big reasons you should get it now.
5: Hi, Mommy. Hey, Dad.
1: Your family depends on you. Talk to SelectQuote. It's easier and more affordable than you think to get the life insurance your family needs. SelectQuote got Richard, 40, who takes meds to control his cholesterol, a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month, and got Vanessa, 37, a $750,000 10-year policy for under $21 a month. Call Select quote or go to SelectQuote.com today. Get up to 10 free quotes in minutes from some of the best life insurance companies out there, like Prud- life, Prudential, Mutual of Omaha, and many others. So, why haven't you called Select Quote? Get your free quotes now. Call 800-681-9660. 800-681-9660. 800-681-9660. Get full details on the example policy at SelectQuote.com slash commercials.
0: Your price could vary depending on your health issue. Chewing Company and other factors. Not available in all states.
3: After midnight, we're going to let it all hang out. After midnight, we're going to check up and shout.
5: Welcome back, King and Show, Business 1440 We're gonna cause talk and suspicion Give an exhibition A little, little fed discussion He's just, yeah, I guess After <laughs> We're gonna let it
3: all hang
5: out He's just resting his eyes, John Just resting <laughs> his eyes yeah, He's gotta wake up Afternoon Yeah, <laughs> come on He's resting the rest of himself at the same time <laughs> uh, six five one two eight nine four four seven seven um just briefly I mean there was only one piece of the of the press conference that was actually I thought about sending the clip to John and said ah it's it, it, the question is more telling than the answer, and the question came from the New York Times Uh, Business reporter, uh, Benjamin um, Applebaum, he says, you've now committed to a policy of reducing your balance sheet very gradually. You have described plans to raise interest rates even more gradually than previously, which is what we just talked about. You are locked in for a long period of time to forecast that monetary policy will essentially keep interest rates at a low level and keep a balance in the high level. I think you meant to say balance sheet. At the at a high level, if something goes wrong, does the Fed have room to respond under these conditions in the next several years? And could you describe for us what your plans are for that response should be? So the first thing is is like every Federal Reserve chair before her, Chair Yellen will will stiffen up when you say you're locked into something. Right, The Fed can't be locked into something. Oh, no, no. You have to be flexible. You have to respond to recent events. We have to have discretion, which I argue is exactly the wrong thing to do with monetary policy. I still believe monetary policy is best when it's apparent what it is they're going to do. That is why I liked what happened with quantitative tightening. They discussed it in March and talked about it and said, we're still having conversation about that. In June, they said, we finished the conversation. Here are the principles we intend to apply. We're going to do it. We're going to do it in the fall, which everyone knew to mean we're going to do it at the FOMC meeting in September. They come out in September and say, we're doing it. Starts October. And off they go. All right. So, I appreciate that. They have been, in some ways, locked in on quantitative tightening for about six months. And so, Applebaum quite correctly says, suppose a recession rears its ugly head here in the next, in the next year or so. Are you ready to walk away from this and, and move in the other direction? And she said, are you locked in? And she says, oh, no, no, we're not locked in. Um, she says. She says it might be that growth is more rapid, the labor market tightens more quickly than we assume, and inflation appears to pick it up more rapidly than expected. Um, uh, uh, we have not promised that the interest rate increases will be gradual in that event. Uh, and they say, and they now and she then says, and this is the part I I thought about clipping out maybe just these two sentences, but. It would have been a lot of work to grab like 15 seconds of air. Now, as I said, the hurdle changing our plans with respect to the balance sheet in some sense is high. If conditions were to weaken, we would only consider resuming reinvestment if it were what we refer to as material deterioration. And she says, I try to explain why that is, uh, but she doesn't really ever tell you what material deterioration is. They are committed to reducing the balance sheet. I think that, in fact, is locked in. I think the rate of interest rate increases, they've been pretty clear but not too clear on signaling that. I think they could do a little bit better on this. But, um, but when the Apple bomb follows up, do you, in fact, have room in the next two or three years to respond to an economic downturn? What... What Yellen says back is very simple. We are not. We are not going to use quantitative easing unless we absolutely have to. I'm looking for. Um, I'm. I'm looking for for the thing that. Um, I'm looking for the piece where she says. I've lost that piece. But basically what she says at one point in the press conference is, we understand how the Fed funds rate influences the economy. We have confidence that we know how to use that tool. So we're going to stay with that tool as long as possible. And that, in fact, is why you see the interest rate increases despite low inflation. They are reloading the weapon that they know how to use when we go into an economic downturn you don't have much room to cut at a 1% fed funds rate so i think if you're in the market and you're trying to you're trying to think about this in terms of some broad macroeconomic model of, of how the fed should should set the rate just so i argue that you probably are overthinking this if you know one, if you know one and only one way to deal with a recession, and you are not yet prepared to deal with it because you don't have enough room to make the the rate cut that you that you believe will stave off a a, a garden variety recession, which is usually something around around you know three hundred to three hundred fifty basis points, and you only have a hundred basis points before you get to the zero barrier. It makes perfect sense to raise rates to try to reload to get yourself to the point where you can make that cut. They Okay? They are not trying to find the right interest rate. They are reloading a weapon. They are restocking the refrigerator. Whatever metaphor you want to use there. They're gassing up the... They're gassing up the car for the next recession. And to them, gassing up the car means giving themselves a, a Fed funds rate that they can cut in the next recession that should be effective against a garden variety recession. If it turns out to be more than a garden variety, if it turns out to be, be a great recession like 2008, they have that game plan now. They cut the rate to zero and then they did go back to quantitative easing and buying long term treasuries and mortgage backed securities. They've got that they, they, they they've got that playbook. Ben Bernanke wrote it for them. It's on the shelf. They can take it down any place they want. But right now, if you think of that as a recipe, they're missing a key ingredient because they don't have enough they don't have enough of the Fed funds rate to cut yet. So they're 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 fixing it up. I'd love to tell you, if I could, over radio, without causing many people to fall asleep, a nice, a nice, elegant macroeconomic model to explain why the rate needs to be 2.75%. I don't think they're thinking it. I don't think they're thinking it that hard. Maybe some people on staff are thinking that hard to give them the ability to... to, to contemplate how that's happening but I, I just don't think it's that hard i think they're simply restocking the refrigerator with enough fed funds rate increases so they can cut when it's time to cut don't don't overthink this we'll be back with our concluding comments after this on the king banion show on business 1440
3: Looking at the rain.
1: KYCR Golan Valley, a service of Salem Communications.
4: Does your family believe in the power of a private school education? Are you looking into sending your child to a private school next year? Hi, Alyssa here with Business 1440, and we want to help your family by covering half of your child's first year of private school with our half-off tuition program. This is a program we have had for five years now, helping many families get into the school of their dreams. This isn't financial aid. This is for everyone. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. For more information about the program, or if you would like to see a full list of partnering schools, visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. TwinCitiesTuitions.com is here to help you in your search for a new school with a great interactive map that will show you all of our partnering schools closest to you. And it even has frequently asked questions about the program, like why you should choose Christian education. Visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
6: With very few investors still wanting outdated products like mutual funds or variable annuities... What are people turning to? They're turning to America's investor advocacy show, Financial Fortitude. Hi, I'm Dale Creed Francis.
0: And I'm Ryan Litvin, and we have shared unbiased information for years right here on The Patriot. It's information people need to know, like the latest innovations including protection vehicles, growth vehicles, income vehicles, and hybrid strategies. Make your reservation for our listener appreciation dinner coming up in just a few days. Go to FinancialFort.com or call 612-999-1185.
6: The Financial Fortitude Radio Network is committed to serving its community by providing a better set of investment and retirement tools. It's impossible to know what you don't know. The dinner and drinks are on us. We guarantee you'll be amazed at what you learn. It won't change our life if you don't come, but I promise you it can change yours. 612-999-1185 or financialfort.com.
0: When you're in pain, you need the Good Feet Store. Don't suffer from foot pain, sore ankles, tired legs, achy back and hips, or sore knees. Go to the Good Feet Store for your no obligation custom fitting and immediately feel the difference. The Good Feet Arch Support System is designed to put your feet in an ideal position, redistribute body weight more evenly, and help relieve pain and stress. With over 350 styles and sizes to relieve your pain. This is Michael Medved, and I wear my Good Feet Arch Support System in all of my shoes. I'm told they even work in high heels. I don't have experience with that. If you have stress. If you have tension, pressure, pain in your back, hip, knees, ankles, or feet, call for your appointment, 855-554-3338. For your no-obligation fitting, you can use your Flex Spending Accounts and most health savings accounts, too. Visit one of the three Good Feet locations, Bloomington, Maple Grove, and the brand-new store in Maplewood.
3: Thanks to the Good Feet Store.
5: I love this comment at Pound KBRS on Twitter. Don writes, "The Fed may be restocking the refrigerator, but in doing so, they are reducing rations to their frontline troops." Well, I think what they're reducing is rations to to banks, but also to investment, and that's why I am I'm really interested to see what happens should the Senate go ahead and confirm. The two uh, nominated individuals to the board of governors of the Federal Reserve. That means two new votes in presumably December. I don't think they'd be ready for the meeting at the end of October. Um, that will mean then two new. Um, that'll be two new uh, people uh, on on that board, and then and then add to that the fact that come January. The rotation of those presidents comes up again, and so after the December meeting, folks like uh, Kashkari and Harker go off the board, go off the F L M C and a new round goes on. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I've got notes around on my desk anywhere to tell me who goes on next year or not. I have been interested, Let me. I was going to talk about this topic and maybe we'll wait and do more of this next week because this will be a recurring theme. We announced uh, up here at St. Cloud State last week that the Winter Institute for this year, which is February 1st and 2nd, will feature as our keynote speaker, uh, um, Ed Glazer, uh, who wrote a wonderful book called Triumph of the City. And talk about the growth of cities I think is going to be a very interesting piece of the work that we're going to we're going to do um, over the next few months, and I think I'll be adding to this. Um, I think I'll be adding to this with some of our commentary um, over over that period here on the King Banging Show. But there was a good piece put up, the provocative piece written uh, by John Phelan uh, at uh, the Center of the American Experiment uh titled economic and Minis- economic growth in Minnesota's urban areas is lagging our peers and as you look at his data his data shows that Minneapolis has had a slower growth rate than every place around Minnesota except for Duluth so St. Cloud's grown faster Rochester's grown fast grown grown faster Mankato has grown much faster at 45% versus Um, 23%, so twice as fast as Mankato. And interestingly, Fargo-Moorhead has had growth in terms of per capita, in terms of, I think this is, uh, so this is just GDP generally, 73.5%. So if we do it on a per capita basis instead, Fargo goes from having per capita GDP of 44,000 in 2001 to uh in real terms to almost 57,000 whereas if you look at Minneapolis okay so they went up from they went up from 44 to 57 so that's a growth of of greater than a quarter whereas for Minneapolis St Paul per capita gdp went up from 57 to 61 so if you want to think of it this way the gap between Fargo, Moorhead, and Minneapolis in terms of per capita GDP was thirteen thousand dollars in two thousand one. That gap is now closed to less than five thousand dollars. Now, some of that makes sense, and so one of the first things that 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 a person who wanted to defend the Twin Cities would say back to you is, "Well, that's kind of normal. It's convergence." And convergence is a phrase we use. Convergence is a phrase we use to say that places that are poor tend to grow at more rapid rates than places that are rich. There's a catch-up phase, and so Fargo's catching up. Now the problem there is that most of the literature, when you do that convergence story between countries, that convergence story works only sometimes, and many times does not. We say that convergence is conditional on those two countries having the same qualities of uh, the quality of governance, uh, same same tax structures, and and so forth. There has there'll be convergence if everything else is equal. But Fargo is a far different place. Wisconsin is a far different place, right? Des Moines and Minneapolis were almost identical in 2001 real per capita GDP. Now Des Moines is almost $8,000 per person more than Minneapolis-St. Paul. And the question is, why does that happen? What is causing that divergence between two places that were about the same in 2001? That's the provocative part of what, what it is that, um, that, uh, uh, that I think uh, John, uh, John's work has provided to us. Um, so he says, and then John says, well, is, is it a little unfair to compare Minneapolis-St. Paul to Fargo and Bismarck? Well, let's compare it to its economic peers. And so he puts a list of, of peer places on the, on the table. To show that it's not all government, what's the place that has really had the largest growth in uh, GDP uh, is actually uh, is actually San Jose, Santa Clara, California, which which you could argue has even worse uh, um, government policies than Minneapolis and St. Paul, okay, but you could then look at the next to it, Houston, Dallas. Seattle is fourth. Minneapolis is only ahead of Chicago and New York. It's behind Miami, Atlanta, Philadelphia, Boston, Phoenix, San Fran, Los Angeles. So how does this happen? Why does this happen? Over the next few weeks and, and months, we're going to talk a little more about those issues. I'm looking forward to actually at some point talking to John about this. And also, uh, I don't have time, didn't have time to talk about it, so we're going to hope that Mitch can do it. I hope Mitch talks about his series on North Loop. You can hear him today, 1 to 3, on our sister station, AM 1280, The Patriot. I want to thank John for the production, and I want to thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week here on The King Banyan Show on Business 1440.
1: When my aunt-
4: beautiful i'm madison reed and my mom named her revolutionary hair color company after me my mom taught me that women can do anything they set their mind to hi i'm madison's mom amy eric i founded madison reed with the idea to create luxurious ammonia-free salon quality at-home hair color that saves women time and money in under an hour and for less than 25 dollars madison reed delivers gorgeous multi-dimensional shiny hair I'm proud to say Madison Reed is a female-led company. From our chief marketing officer to our master colorist, we're all women and top experts in our field. Founded in love, we are a hair color company led by women, made for women. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code GRATEFUL. That's code GRATEFUL. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. Bingo. Bingo.
0: From Pure Flix Entertainment. Eric has suffered a traumatic brain injury. Three families brought together by a crisis of faith.
3: I'm remanding you to the juvenile detention center.
0: Now their faith is all they have left. The only thing me and Teresa have been doing is trusting the Lord. Look where it's gotten us. Divided by loss. United by faith. All of the answers can be found right there. A Question of Faith. Rated PG. In theaters Friday. For tickets and more information, visit aquestionoffaith.com you gotta be kidding me that's outrageous there's no way that's true
4: that's one of the craziest things i've ever heard
0: tune in to investing for success with mark pearson for the headline versus the bottom line every friday we wrap up the work week with a look at the outrageous claims and misleading headlines made by the financial press from the stock market to international events we uncover the media's bias and preponderance for exaggeration and fear-mongering You can't make this stuff up. It's real headlines and so-called expert opinion that borders on the absurd. And it's often a lot of fun, too. Tune in to Investing for Success with Mark Pearson every day from 4 to 5 p.m. And don't miss the headline versus the bottom line every Friday. It's a great way to avoid the needless anxiety and confusion most financial news groups create. And have a little fun. The headline versus the bottom line. Every Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Investing for Success with Mark Pearson. It would be even funnier if it weren't so shockingly true. It's the headline versus the bottom line, every Friday from 4 to 5 p.m. on Investing for Success with Mark Pearson. Is your water softener slacking off? Are you lugging more bags of salt, yet your water just doesn't feel soft? Call Benjamin Franklin Plumbing now for a water softener efficiency checkup for just $33. Benjamin Franklin will give you peace of mind to make sure it's performing correctly. If it's beyond repair, you'll save $150 off Benjamin Franklin's installation of a new water softener. Call Benjamin Franklin today, the punctual plumber and your water softener expert.